Welcome to the latest episode of Five on the Floor on the Five Reasons Sports Network. Thanks for joining us on your favorite podcast app. We're on Podbean. We're on Spotify. We're on Google Podcasts. We're on Apple Podcasts. We're also on Dash Radio every single night on their Nothing But Net channel at 7 p.m. Also, check out Five Reasons YouTube for our night lineup with all of our streams. Also made an announcement today. We will be starting something called 5R Sports Talk that's going to be daily general sports, although mostly Miami sports programming on the YouTube channel. The flagship show is going to be hosted by Alex Dono every single weekday, Monday through Friday at noon until 1 p.m. So we will tell you more about that coming up until the end of July. But Alex has a new radio home. He's also, of course, the host of our Five Rings Canes podcast. Also, check out FiveReasonsSports.com for the latest from Brady Hawk and others. And the great sponsors of the Five Reasons Sports Network, including Therapist Preferred. This is a CBD company founded in 2019 by a physical therapist to maximize performance and recovery for active people. 100% THC free, so no failed drug tests and third-party lab verified. All products are made in the U.S. with cutting-edge technology from organically grown hemp. The most popular products, the CBD sports cream, the strawberry lemonade gummies, my favorite, and the green apple gummies. Use the promo code five reasons. That's five reasons at therapistpreferred.com. That's the number five reasons for 25% off your order plus free shipping on all orders. So go to therapistpreferred.com today. Type in five reasons when you ask for the code 25% off your order plus free shipping therapistpreferred.com. And now tonight's episode. One, two, three, four, five on the floor. Welcome to Five on the Floor, a daily show on the Miami Heat and the NBA featuring Ethan Skolnick with Alex Toledo and Greg Sylvander, part of the Five Reasons Sports Network. All right, Ethan Skolnick back on Five on the Floor, night off for Greg Sylvander. I've got Alex Toledo with me. You can follow him at Tropical Blanket. Marco Romo is not with us, but he's with us in spirit. Just wrote an article for five reasons sports.com where he's he, well he's, he's running a three-part series actually and he's ranking every miami free agent target this is part one we're gonna kind of take parts of his piece but we recommend that you read the entire thing he has of course kyle lowry at the top because that's the guy that we've talked about the heat are targeting in free agency and in part because that's who jimmy butler wants we're not going to talk a lot about kyle in this episode we've done plenty of episodes we will do plenty more but this episode, Alex and I are going to kind of go through who it would be if not Kyle. Like, who are the most likely targets who look available? Maybe they're a notch below. Maybe they'll be a little less expensive, but still guys who could be starters or, you know, high-end rotation players for the Heat. So we've got a list of five that we're going to go through today here reasonably quickly, but we're going to get to all of them. Number one, we haven't talked about this guy very much, and I think there's an assumption that he's going to stay where he is, Alex. Um, Mike Conley was a tremendous disappointment his first year in Utah, and he was really good this year. And, you know, you can argue that if he doesn't get hurt in the playoffs, that they may have advanced uh, and they might still be playing at this point. He's now 33 years old, um, finally became an all-star this past year, been one of the most underrated players in the NBA, uh, first, I, I guess let's start here. Uh, how attainable do you think he is? And then also what kind of a fit do you think he would be in Miami? I mean, the it is a, an interesting name because it's somebody who I think most NBA fans would say is 
just right there with Lowry, maybe just below him, especially with the way that he's performed this season and coming back, bouncing back from last season. Like you said, he was absolutely essential to what they did all season. And they were pretty much the the best regular season team. Right. And then in the playoffs, like it's hard to it's hard to really go with, uh, you know, if Conley played, they would have won because they ended up just losing those last two games with uh, against the Clippers with no Kawhi Leonard playing. So I definitely even not the playing field, but it, it is true. What you're saying is that they were, you know, they kind of rounded out into form, into everything they thought they could be when they picked up Conley the year before. And I think as a result, like it, a, a franchise, a market like Utah would be foolish to not give him everything that he wants and just kind of pay him knowing that, you know, what they've got there is something that works and that they could build upon. Cause this was really their first year with him being healthy and them looking like the, what they wanted to. And, you know, they're telling themselves the same thing that you're talking about there. Like, oh, if we would have gotten a healthy run there, we could have really, like, beaten the Clippers, which is something. But I think it just depends on how you look at the, the Jazz and whether or not they're a team that can really contend for a championship or, or if you look at them as a team that's just going to keep, you know, losing in the first or second round every year. So I think that's what it comes down to. But for him, it's probably just going to be about the the Jazz giving him what he wants, and, and that's the money. So I don't think he's going to be extremely attainable, but if there is some sort of conflict with the financials there and his agent and him start making noise about maybe he won't resign, then I definitely think it's an interesting fit for the Heat. I think in a lot of ways he fits in all the ways Lowry fits. The only real difference between them is uh, Conley's a bit skinnier, so Lowry can you know guard up a little bit better, but they're both pretty good at the same things. Like they can – shoot from multiple levels. They're good playmakers. They're good defenders. Uh, like I said, I think Lowry can can guard a couple more guys, but they've and, – and I would probably take Lowry as a leader, but I don't even think there's a huge gap there either. I think Con- Conley is just a really good player overall, and a lot of Jazz fans were saying that he was more important to – as far as impact-wise than Donovan Mitchell. So I just think, you know, credit to uh, Mike Conley for putting it back together. And I do think that's something that he should look into. Yeah, I mean, I I have always liked Mike Conley. I think I was, you know, in the camp that said he was one of the most underrated players in the league. Mike Conley was so underrated for so long that sometimes a player becomes overrated because it gets talked about so much. And and Mike, uh, you know, ended up signing a contract that was a little outsized at the time. We talk all the time about how not all max deals are created equal. Um, and so, you know, I, I think that when you look at the Conley situation though, for Miami, to me, a lot of this would have to do with Dragic. Um, I, I just think, I mean, again, Lowry, uh, is two years older than Conley. You're right. Uh, he obviously, I mean, Kyle's built a little differently than, than Conley is, uh, Lowry's built much differently than Conley is, but I, I just, I think he's a player that would interest the heat. I don't think he's a player that would interest the heat, maybe at the same number that Kyle is going to come in at. Um, and I think Mike is probably going to get what he wants from Utah because I, I like what you said, Alex, they, they, they couldn't play without him in the playoffs, like trying. And now part of that is they didn't really have a true backup point guard, but using, you know, Joe Ingles as their sort of de facto point guard with Jordan Clarkson, who's not a point guard at all, didn't work for them and it, they couldn't run sets. Uh, and so I, I, I think that they will pay Conley. So I don't think he's ultimately available all right let's get to number two here um, we've talked about this guy a little bit before you just mentioned him on a chat we were about to forget him I don't want to forget him um, Malcolm Brogdon much different age than Mike Conley obviously a lot younger player has a lot of the same leadership qualities can play off the ball um, 
we don't really know what's going to happen in Indiana right now. I, I know that the, co- the coaching situation will play into that quite a bit. Um, but is of the guys we're going to talk about, is, is Brogdon your favorite? I mean, you know the list that's coming here. Is, is he your favorite? I think he is. I think he is. It's between him or, or Conley. And I think Brogdon, uh, well, I know he would be a, he would come out of lower because the idea of acquiring Malcolm Brogdon wouldn't be through free agency. It would be through trade. And uh, I don't have the number right in front of me, but I remember he signed at the time for around 22 mil a year. So we already know that's a significant, you know, decrease in what Conley is going to demand in free agency. And outside of that stuff, Brogdon is younger. He's still, I I just think of him as a great two-way player uh, who can do a lot of stuff for you. And especially for a team like the Heat who kind of need a little bit of everything, adding a guy like, like Brogdon with or without Lowry. And I know we talked about this before, like, he can do playmaking for you as a pick and roll guy. He can uh, come off a screen and shoot again. Another guy who can score at multiple levels. You're not looking at him to be your main scorer or anything like that, but he's going to give you an extra 18, 20 points. I mean, you look at his stat line this year and really like it's, it's, he goes on, he, he's a sleeper guy, right? I think he's like definition. And I think Conley has had that uh, for most of his career too, but Brogdon is that kind of uh, sleeper guard. I mean, 21, six and five. He, he did it on 45% from the field, 39 from three. And, and I said, I think I said this on the floor is yours that he increased his efficiency along with the, the shots that he took overall from field goals. And also overall from three. So I just think like the guys at the peak of his game right now, if, if he does become available, I absolutely think they should pounce if they should, if they can somehow get him by, uh, you know, throwing in some of these player options that they have there along with the hero and, maybe another young guy. I think he's worth it. I think he's that good on both ends of the floor right now. But, but see the difference between him and, and I'm glad you, you mentioned that because we should mention that. I mean, some of these guys are unrestricted free agents and some of these guys are not Mike Conley is, so he's attainable again, unless he resigns with Utah. Um, and with Brogdon, you're, you're giving up hero. Like I, I think, and, and, and I've said repeatedly and everything I've heard the past week, confirms it or emphasizes it uh, even more. I, I don't think Tyler Hero is going to be with the Heat next season. I just don't. I think I think he's going to be moved this offseason. Um, I don't think it's a reflection on him necessarily in terms of a player. I just think that we've talked about timeline and everything else, and I think they're going to find a, a guard who's more experienced to kind of move in there with Jimmy Butler. So, you know, maybe they'd be open to moving a hero for a Brogdon. I think they probably would be. Uh, but we just do want to make that distinction that there's a difference. I, I, I think the thing about Brogdon that I like is that he can play off the ball. I, I feel like in Spolstra's system, your point guard has to be able to do what Dragic does, what others have done, what Mario Chalmers did, to be honest, um, where you, you're able to, you know, you can bring the ball up, but you can also can play off the ball. Brogdon's done uh, both things. All right, before we go to break, we got one more here. Another different situation in terms of, his availability because he's kind of halfway available, which is Lonzo ball. Who's a restricted free agent. Now we just saw that Stan Van Gundy was fired. They're going to have a new coach there. We've talked about Brandon Ingram here on the pod. We've talked about Steven Adams on the pod. Um, it feels like with Josh Hart's another guy who could be available. He might be sort of a lower budget option. We talk about later. Um, so I don't know what they're going to do with Lonzo ball, but it was pretty clear. They didn't want to extend him at least at the time, David Griffin's still in charge. But here's the other thing, Alex, though. Restricted free agents require you to wait, not as long as you used to. I think it's three days now. 
but it requires you to wait, which can hold you up in free agency. Is Lonzo Ball worth a big offer sheet, and is he worth waiting for? Yeah, that depends what number you're talking about there. What is the offer that the Pelicans wouldn't match? And this is somehow, I think this is something I've said with uh, when we talked about John Collins and the several times we have in the past, it's just, you know, is he a guy worth, you know, overpaying so that his respective team doesn't just match whatever gets offered there. And that's kind of what where the line is with Lonzo. I like Lonzo as a fit. I don't know what's going on, whether whether or not he's actually attainable. Like, it seems like there's a lot of change going on there. Like you said, Van Gundy got fired. We don't know what's going to happen with David Griffin. We don't know what direction they're moving or what they want we just know there's there's change going on so if he is available I do think he's somebody that's that's a great fit for the Heat as like a really high level role player not necessarily as that second shot creator or scorer but as a great defender great or very good catch and shoot guy who can sometimes attack the cup uh you know when he plays off the catch he's become better as an off-ball player over the past couple of seasons but you're right like I don't know if he's somebody worth waiting two, three days for whatever that number is now. I just, because I, I guess like if the Lowry thing doesn't work out and some of these other guard options aren't available, then I guess you do. Like, I think, I, I, I think it is worth waiting out. I just think they got to make some sort of move in the off season. And I think Lonzo kind of unlikely given these other factors. Yeah, I, I would think so too. And, and I think when you look at um, Pat Riley's kind of interest in Lonzo ball, which has been strong, over the years, and, and I know there's certain parts of Spolstra's motion offense that he would work in. I, I just, I don't, I just, it's hard for me to imagine them making a mid-20s type offer to a guy who, as you said, is not going to be a primary scorer. Like, I, I, I feel like this team, I mean, if we established anything watching this team this season, it's that as badly as they needed a player next to Bam, and they plugged it for a little bit with Ariza, uh, and obviously they need more rebounding, we know that. Um, but more so than anything else, I mean, they, they just need guys that can get them buckets. And I, it's, it's hard for me to believe that going for Lonzo Ball would be the way, because Lonzo Ball can make it easier for others to get buckets, but they, I mean, Bam and Jimmy do a lot of that, right? So I, I just, I, I, as much as, like, I mean, to me, the Lowry, the interest in Lowry is not just that he settles the offense. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. What's the first thing you'd do if you had an extra hour in your day? Go for a run, take a nap, maybe check the stats of the latest Miami Heat game? I've got a better idea. A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. The question is time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. I've benefited from therapy. I went through some life changes, major life events, had some difficulties, wasn't a believer in therapy, but it helped me and it can help you also. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. So learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash Miami Heat today to get 10% off your first month. Again, that's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash Miami Heat. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun... 
Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And he's been a point guard, but he's a big shot maker. I mean, that's that's what he's been over the course of his career. And so I, I just, I don't know <clears throat> with Ball if he satisfies that. I like him as a player. I know there are some in our network who think he should be the target. Um, but I also really don't like the idea of restricted free agents. Typically, you don't get the player or you're held up and you're waiting for the player and something else happens that you might have done. I just don't think it's a route you go. I know John Collins is another conversation we may have about this, but in the Lonzo Ball case, I just don't think it's the play here. All right, we're going to get to a couple more here. After the break, before we do, I want to tell you about another great sponsor of the Five Reasons Sports Network, our friend Mark Brown. You can find him at Mark Brown PA. That's M-A-R-C brownpa.com. He can help you if you need a title company. He's got one right there in-house. You mentioned Five Reasons. You get $295. That's what he did for me when I sold my condo. You can reach out to Mark again. He's right there uh, just north of Cypress Creek off Andrews in the Wells Fargo building across from where the Hooters used to be, if you guys know that area. His phone number is 954-566-5678-954-566-5678, markbrownpa.com. The other thing he can do for you, estate planning. Whether you're a young single individual, you want to do this. If you're young with a family, you definitely want to do this. And if you're older and don't have a family, you still should have a say in where your estate goes. So reach out to Mark. Again, a small firm allows them to be focused on the clients and they remain always available. I can attest to that because I, I needed some help and he took care of it. So they also work with, like I mentioned, with a lot of real estate with their title company. Call 954-566-5678, markbrownpa.com. All right, let's get to a couple more here from Marco's piece. And we recommend that you check this out on five reasonsports.com. Somebody we haven't talked about much. I feel like he cost himself a lot of money. He's an unrestricted free agent. He turned down his pretty significant extension offer. Um, at times he was really the Lakers third best scorer this year, but it, like I said, it kind of fell apart in the playoffs. Um, and that's a guy who's killed the heat repeatedly over the course of his career is Dennis Schroeder. Um, what do you think? I mean, he, he's a rim attacker, right? I mean, that's, they need that, right? He's kind of what Dragic has been at his best. Um, but he also falls in love with a jumper a little bit, as Marco mentioned. And sometimes that doesn't go too well. Like what, what is a number that would, if you don't get Lowry, what's a number that would make sense for Schroeder? It's a tough one. Like I think Schroeder is a lower level version of these other guys that we've talked about so far in this episode, where it's like, if all else fails, and you're not sure what's going on with your guard position, this is somebody to go after. I feel like that's how I'm looking at it, uh, at least. But, like, you know, like you said, he can attack. He can shoot a little bit. He's just – he hasn't put it all together, but I do think he's a productive player in general. Uh, I do think he would have been better for the Lakers if they had a little bit more shooting around him. It felt like they were always playing with weird spacing, especially when they committed to playing Drummond and Harrell pretty much all the time. Uh, so – I think he can be better in another situation, especially here where you've got some shooters here, some other guys who can handle. I think it will, it will be a solid fit for the Heat, but the number, I don't know what the number is. I think it's got to be, you know, he's going to expect somewhere above 15 mil, so maybe around 20 mil. I don't know if I want to pay Dennis Shooter that. You know, maybe if they want to do like a, a two-year deal, maybe I would be into it. But if he just wants that much, I don't know if he's worth it. I, I've liked him as a guy, as a, as a player, and what he's done over the past couple of seasons, but I don't know if you're giving 
most of your captain than a shooter because they just have so many other holes to fill. And I don't think he, I don't think he fills even the guard hole as much as they need for for them to dedicate all their resources or almost all of it to him. Yeah, I mean, I guess here's the question: he, He's about a year older than Kendrick Nunn, right? Um, I mean, he's he's a more accomplished player than Kendrick Nunn. I mean, you know, six man, all the rest of that stuff. Uh, but is he that much better than Kendrick Nunn? I mean, as a rim attacker, yes, right. But in terms of, I mean, he's not as good a shooter as Kendrick. No, right. So, no. So he's a little so, bit better so, with you know the handle and creation. But I think that just comes mm-hmm. from years of being in the league as a starting point guard at this point. Right. So that's why my question is like, okay, if, if Kendrick's going to get thirteen to fifteen million out there per year, is Schroeder worth twenty? I, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I, to me, it's it's too much. I like what he does against Miami. I don't necessarily think Heat fans would love him in a Heat uniform. I, I feel like he's the kind of player who would frustrate them. He's a little inconsistent. And he does fall yep. in love. He does fall in love with the, with the jumper uh, quite a bit. All right, here's one that's gotten a lot of play. And we reported uh, at the deadline that the Heat had interest, and people then followed that. 28 years old, coming off a major injury, um, which kept him out for the whole season. I mean, ACL injury. Uh, likable guy, if you follow him on Twitter. It was very popular with Nets fans. At times, the Nets actually, before the big three was put together, the Nets actually played better with Dinwiddie, Spencer Dinwiddie, than they did with Kyrie Irving uh, last year. Uh, but with with that with that being said, like, what are you giving as an unrestricted free agent? Because he he decided to become unrestricted. Um, he could have opted in, and he's expecting sort of a number in the high teens, multi year contract. Like, do you give Spencer Didwitty three years at fifty, or something along those lines? I mean, is that a coming off an ACL tear? I think that's a pretty good number. I to get a guy of his caliber for you know, 50 mil over three years, I think is pretty good. As long as the heat training staff or whoever's in charge of evaluating that, you know, his injury history and all that thinks that he's going to be all right. I think it's definitely worth it. I just, you know, we don't have the information with what's going on with him. I know he was recently cleared, I think, to get back to playing like, like, like very recently. Yeah. And so that's a good sign. I think like a year, you know, the season before he went down, he was averaging like 20, six or seven assists and I think his percentages leave somewhat you know some to something to be desired there but as a guy who can create for himself and others I think it's a pretty good option I think he's a better creator and a better scorer than Dennis Schroeder is I would take Schroeder on the defensive end but Dinwiddie does have great size for a point guard so I think that's a positive and on his end as well especially for somebody recovering from an ACL injury and who has to make decisions to be able to be bigger than other guys I'm sure it's going to help and we've seen guys come back from ACL injuries before and be pretty good. I know he 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 came into the league with an ACL injury that resulted in him getting drafted way lower than he was supposed to. So you got to worry about that stuff there. But I think if you if the Heat believe that he can be back to where he was before, he's definitely worth it at 50 mil. I just think even though he he's not the greatest decision maker, you don't want him to be your best scorer. It's a good piece, and I think it addresses that that, you know, somebody else who can get you a bucket. And I think he's actually worth it a little bit more than Schroeder because he can do that, do that a little bit better. And they don't need him to be their decision maker. They've got better guys there that can do that. He's uh, he's pretty good at everything and not great at anything like that. That's that's kind of the way I view him. Like, I, I like a lot of things about him, but I don't love anything. And I, I just in this market, is that worth 16, 17 million dollars a year? 
I'd be more comfortable on a shorter deal, maybe with him. I, what you mentioned, though, him coming in with the ACL and now having another ACL. One of the, one of the positives is he's had some injuries, but he's not an old twenty eight. He hasn't played. He hasn't logged heavy minutes as a starter. He hasn't logged heavy minutes in the playoffs. Um, I, I just again, I keep coming back to this, and and it's not it's not like I'm saying that they have to resign Kendrick Nunn, but and maybe Dinwiddie's upside, you know, as a playmaker, is is better than Nunn's is. But it's just, I mean, he's been an inconsistent shooter too. And so I just, I get to this point, like, okay, if you're going to spend money on a guard and it's not going to be Kyle, who even at his age, I mean, I know they want to spend it, but let's say he goes somewhere else, even at Kyle's age, like, you know what you're getting, right? You know, that's an upgrade on Kendrick Nunn. I, some of these guys, I just, I don't know if they're upgrades, you know what I mean? Like I, and that's, and Dinwiddie's one of them. And, and I, he's, he's a personal favorite of mine. I like watching him play. I like the way he carries himself, but I, to me, two years, 24. I mean, like that's where I would be comfortable. And yes, I don't there. Would you do that for three years? Like an extra year at that same I, number? I might, I, I think you can give the option maybe, but I, I, I think he's going to get more than that. I just, I just think it's such a weak yeah. guard market. Like what we're talking about here, like you've got a bunch of guys in their thirties. You've got, I mean, even Ole Depot, who we haven't discussed. I mean, you know, he's on the market, but again, injury history. Schroeder had a bad postseason. Lonzo Ball's restricted, which complicates it, right? Conley's thirty-three. Uh, so, I mean, it's there's no like clean target here. You know what I mean? Like, so I these guys, a couple guys are going to get paid <laughs> just because somebody's got to get paid. And, and so I just think that you're looking at a situation where maybe Dinwiddie, even coming off the injury prices out, and I'll say this, he doesn't opt out of that deal, which I think was 12, right? Unless he knows he's going to get more, right? I mean, he's getting terrible advice. Otherwise. For all we know, he's got something worked out with Brooklyn already. Cor correct. Brooklyn or maybe, I'm, you know, this happens, Alex. Maybe yeah. with somebody else, okay? I mean, <laughs> maybe he knows there's money coming from somewhere else. So I don't think you can get him for – Two for 24. I would be very, I don't think this is a market where guys are going to end up taking less than we thought. I think it's a market. They're going to get more because somebody's, even though there's less money than there was because of COVID revenue, all the rest, somebody's got to get it. All right. One, one last one here. I won't spend a lot of time on this. Check out our sponsors. Again, therapistpreferred.com. Use that code five reasons, markbrownpa.com. You need a state planning, you need a title company, you need an attorney. You can reach out to him and markbrownpa.com. Um, campaign is interesting. We're talking about this as he's coming off nearly scoring 30 uh, in the conference finals. And this is a guy, a lot of people thought couldn't play. Like, I mean, I mean, the bulls gave up on him for good reason, to be honest. The thunder. Right. And the thunder. Um, I mean, I, I, is, what is he worth? Is he a mid-level player? I think he might be. I, th I don't think I would have said that even pretty recently, despite the year he's had, where like every time you watch him, it's like, oh, no, this guy is, is an NBA player. He's a real rotation player. And every time I watch him, especially in these big playoff games, he just keeps stepping up to the moment. And he's just so quick with his dribble. Like, it's unbelievable. Like, everything you said is right. He was so bad for the Thunder and Bulls. And I know this happens with point guards coming into the league. You know, uh, sometimes if the situation isn't right for them, it just it, it can get ugly quick. And somebody of his stature, I think it did. You know, the, those percentages never went back up. And I think he was out of the league for a while there. I don't know if I have that right and came back in. And I think he's for real. I think I'm maybe not necessarily as like a starting type point guard, but I think he could be a fill in starter for sure. 
And I think he's worth the mid-level. I think he's somebody who, with his quickness, and I think he's gotten so much better as a decision maker. He's he's a pretty good shooter, I think, on uh, especially when you're just talking about, like, getting to his spots. I think he can do a little bit of everything from the guard position that doesn't, you know, he's not an, an awesome defender or anything, but he holds up, and he is competitive as hell. And I just think, like, he's somebody who can consistently – uh, you know, kind of get into the, the teeth of defenses. So I think he would be a really nice fit for the Heat as a backup guy, maybe even as a fill-in starter. I don't know if I would, you know, uh, want him to be my starter for on a long-term basis. But if you have to – if they're moving Goran in another deal and they, they have a space for an extra guard there in the backup slot, I think he would be my favorite guy to go for. And I know Leif has mentioned TJ McConnell, who – Heat fans haven't exactly loved over the past, who would also be, I think, a solid option. But campaign is fun to watch, and I think he's pretty damn good. Yeah, like I said, this there was a story written a couple of years ago uh, when he was in Chicago where scouts basically just said he can't play. In the he league. couldn't at so that time. He, I know, but, but he's made tremendous improvements. I mean, to be a guy who steps in for Chris Paul in the conference finals and gets you, what was it, 29, um, I mean, you can't look past it. I mean, there, but you know, he's probably a guy they're going to try to retain. Of course, they're going to retain Chris Paul, but he may be a guy who thinks he can be a starting point guard in the league now, or at least have a chance to be. And he reminds me of a lot of guys that the Heat have plugged in at point guard over the years. Like they, they went through years where they would just cycle through point guards um, who were a little bit better than journeyman, whether it was a Ray for Alston or a Damon Jones or, or a, a whole bunch, Travis best. Okay. I mean, they, they went through a bunch of these guys, I feel like campaign at the mid-level, but I do think, though, first thing, I think the Heat are going to get Lowry, which is going to make a lot of this moot. But I also think that whatever they, if they, I think they'll spend more on the guard position and they'll end up using the mid-level on a big. So I, I don't think that the mid-level will be there for him, but it's an interesting prospect. All right, check out our sponsors again, markbrownpa.com. Therapistpreferred.com. And of course, prizepicks.com for daily fantasy. Use that code five, get yourself a bonus. Check out our YouTube channel. We explain to you how to play. Have a good night. Thank you for listening to the Five on the Floor on the Five Regional Sports Network. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.